Hey everybody, welcome to Queer Christian Conversations. Today we are talking about dating while queer and while Christian, okay? So welcome all the new people. My name is Coach Yema and I help LGBTQ plus people who identify as Christians. I help them make peace with their faith and their sexuality. So today's conversation, um, we're having, we're answering this question, this topic um, from Miss Princess that um, she posted in the comments when I asked you all what you wanted to talk about. So that is the conversation. I'm gonna wait a little bit um, for people to join. I'm gonna pull my notes up here um, just to let you know. I did take notes because I didn't wanna miss anything, but here's the thing, guys. I think that we're gonna need to do like a part two to the show because she's asking about um here's her question she wanted to talk about navigating the stress of going into a new affirming lifestyle and um queer dating culture as a christian queer relationships slash sex so that's what we're talking about today is gonna get probably a little hot in here but that's okay hey everybody welcome 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 um share the live and somebody's dm right quick so that's what we're talking about i hope you're ready it's a grown folk hey jesse it's a grown folk conversation okay and let me just i always have to do the disclaimer because for whatever reason my dog her name is molly she is a rhodesian ridgeback slash american staffordshire dog i am staff dog and doesn't feel doesn't feel the need to move around and make noises until I come live. So if you hear her in the background fighting um, the carpet, it's Molly. Okay, welcome Molly. And Molly has joined the chat. Okay, um, that is awesome. So and I want you guys to talk back with me as well. So I'm gonna wait just probably like another minute or two because. I don't jump on here for too long. Um, I want to give you the information. If it's going to be a conversation, I'll stay longer for us to talk. But other than that, we're in and we are out, okay? So for Miss Princess conversation, let me, re um, let me repeat it again. Her topic that she wanted me to discuss on Queer Christian Conversations is how do you navigate the stress of transitioning into a new affirming lifestyle and then she wanted to talk about queer dating culture and queer relationships and sex so that's three different things she wanted to talk about so let's get into it number one we're gonna start with the new affirming lifestyle and I wanted to share this quote with you all because I think it's very pop it's very important um, understanding that before you accepted your queer identity thank you for the hearts love ya um before you accepted your queer identity you were living a heterosexual hey princess she's here we're answering her question yay welcome welcome baby um before you accepted yourself as a queer person you were actually living a heterosexual lifestyle what you're doing right now is stepping into your actual life as a queer person okay so we're transitioning from a heterosexual lifestyle into who we actually are okay let's get that let's get that settled all right and understand and give yourself time because it is gonna take um a lot of patience on understanding how to navigate conversations with the straight people that are in your life because they're used to you um 
saying, yes, I can't wait for my husband, you know, especially in the Christian culture. I can't wait to get married and have 2.5 kids. Like, I just can't wait for the white picket fence. I'm praying for God to send me a husband. So even in those types of conversations, it's going to take time to adjust because in every conversation, if they don't already know, it's going to feel like you have to decide if you want to come out or not. The um, podcast that I shared earlier with my friend um, Kato, please go listen to that when we're done. But she shared something that I thought was really amazing about coming out. And she said, it's not so much that we're coming out, is that we're letting people in, okay? So the stress of this new life now that you're, you're in as a queer person comes also in the conversations that you're having with people who are straight and know you as a straight person. It's going to be uncomfortable. So the decision to make is, do I want to let them in to my life on how I'm experiencing that now? Okay. So that's just that. Now let's talk about, hey, can say, now let's talk about um, the dating, okay, culture of a queer Christian. Honey, okay. Most people who are coming out later in life tend to do so because they're already in a relationship with someone, they've fallen in love, and they know that they can't move past and have the amazing relationship that they want to have without them coming out. And so their coming out process is linked up with them being in love. So for those of you, because uh, that is my story, um, those of you who are we're not in relationships and you're coming to know yourself, kudos to you, first of all, congratulations, to even have that courage and um, that strength of self to say, I'm gonna choose me and I'm not gonna do this because somebody else wants me to come out, right? So when you're doing that, more than likely, the thing that happens for a queer Christian is most of the queer people are still in the closet. Yeah, like it's sad. I understand that. Um, but <laughs> as a queer Christian, most of your prospects, if you're looking for another Christian, are probably in the closet. And how do you navigate that? For me, my ex-partner, um, I had to end that relationship because they are still in the closet and this is what I do for a living. I'm not going to put my timeline of them coming out um, on them. And so I had to make a decision for me personally to end the relationship, to give them time to decide on their own, not because of me, but to give them time to decide if they were ready to come out and how they wanted to do that. Now being with me helped them come out to their family. So like their immediate family and loved ones know about us, know about her now. Um, but outside in her larger circle, they don't know. In order for me to move on in relationship with her, I needed to have her to match my my energy when it comes to the fact that I don't need her to be like, oh my gosh, on social media, I'm queer, but I needed, as a queer person who's out publicly, I needed that same energy. And I was in that relationship for about three years, okay? And so it was my decision to stay in the relationship and wait, in a sense, for her to come out. And then it was still, again, my decision to say I'm not... I don't want to wait anymore, okay? And that is okay. So as a queer Christian person, number one, most of your prospects are probably in the closet and that's okay. So you need to decide if you want, if you fall in love and you want to date them and you're like, mm, I'm willing to wait, then go ahead and wait. But it is a hard 
um, place to be because the places you can go and hang out, they're stressed about that. Um, you don't want to be seen so nobody outs you before you're ready. There are just certain activities that you can't do. You can't share a beautiful kiss on social media. You can't be sharing you all holding hands. You can't. Now me, as someone who's on social media, I wanted all of that, right? I wanted to be like, hey, I'm a career coach and I am happily in a relationship. We about to get married. But I could not do that because I was with a partner who was in the closet, okay? So that's your decision. Number two, if you step out and want to go and date and say, you know what? I don't care if you're Christian. I don't care what your beliefs are. I just want to go and meet other queer people. People, you're going to go into a culture where there is a lot of behaviors that may be against your sexual ethics when it comes to casual sex, right? You may feel like, I don't want to date people who just want to have sex and keep it moving and have multiple partners. So even that can be very confronting for you um, and cause you to get very clear about what your ethics are. Are you going to swing the pendulum all the way to the other side and say, um, well, you know what? <clears throat> Since the church was wrong about me being queer, maybe they're wrong about what sex is actually supposed to look like. Maybe they're wrong about what relationships are supposed to look like. So you're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just do whatever. Now, I have that season. So trust me, no judgment for me at all. Okay. Um, I forget. It was God is great. I forget it. What she called it her tramp season or something like that, where you just like swing the pendulum and you just go all out and do whatever. I've been there done that moved on that season of my life probably was about like end of 2016 to the beginning of 2018 okay so it was a minute all right um swung it all the way to the other side and came on right back okay and i came back to my center where i made a decision that there was going to be no touching of my body whether by myself in self-pleasure or by anybody else that was not coming from a loving place not just a place where i just want to get you know i just we grown right here we grown right it's late night conversation i don't just want to come um and just keep it moving i'm going to make sure that i'm loving all of myself with my own touch right this is the conversation that we start to go into about pleasure i want to make sure I'm loving when it comes to pleasure for myself and when anybody else that I engage with, I need them to be all there for me. I'm not just here for you to come and go. Okay, that's a gas station actually out here in Colorado. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so I'm not just here for you to come and go, right? So that is a decision I made early 2018 um, and that was with the Holy Spirit of me going back to exploring my sexual pleasure landscape of my body. Um, I read pieces of a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Woman and did all of that work, got into yoni eggs, got into... Um, what are they called, the menstrual cups and everything, and just got really connected back to my body as the woman that I was becoming and not, I swung it right back and got in alignment with like, these are the things that I believe about being sexual with another person. I believe that it should be full of respect. I believe that it should be uh, full of honor. I believe that it should be fun. I believe that it should come um, from a place of a deep relationship with someone. There is nothing, um, and I'll say this, uh, if my ex is watching, she's going to love this, but um, after that experience, 
when I was intimate with her, it was literally the best. I don't know why I'm saying this. It's all right. We're going to save it. I'm grown, right? I'm a sexuality coach. Um, but it was the best sex of my life that I had with that partner, not because she was so great in the bedroom. It was because I got back to myself, right? I put my, my pleasure as a priority because before that time, I was performing in the bedroom for other people because I was falling into and playing the role of the woman who's there for the man's pleasure. And so the entire time, I'm just doing whatever I can to make myself look sexy for you, to make you want me, to dress in a way that makes you desire me, right? It was all about the other person and me playing the role. When I got back to myself in the beginning of 2018, and entered into a relationship that was sexual, it was literally the best sex of my life. I had literal out of body experiences with this woman. I don't wanna get too deep because I could preach on this child, okay? Um, <clears throat> I just wanna give you some hope, okay? That queer sex is holy, queer sex is beautiful, and your biggest organ, your biggest sex organ is not what's between your legs. It is up here, okay? And so when you get in touch with that person, right? When you get in touch with Anna, okay? You get in touch with Brianna. Um, that is what is the most powerful part of a sexual experience is going to be. I'm telling y'all, um, I had an experience. This is a side note. <laughs> I had an experience, child. Um... I cried during an orgasm and it was so weird for me and weird for my partner. It was just like, what is happening? But I was just so in touch with my spirituality. I was so in touch with my sexuality. Hey, Toya, I was so in touch with myself that when I gave myself all of me to someone, it was so powerful. Okay, but to find that someone, okay, this queer dating culture that we're talking about, um, they might just be in the closet, okay? And you don't want, you may not want to go and swing the pendulum all the other way and only engage in casual sexual encounters because that's going to leave you emptier than you were before you engaged in it. I can testify, I'm sure most of us on here can testify, because you go and you do it because you want that sense of closeness, you want someone to flirt with you. There's the flirting in between, and like right before, it's all exciting, all of your emotions, your, your hormones are firing, and this attraction's happening, and then you get together, they climax, and you go home, and you're back in the same place, right? That's not what you want. I promise you that's not what you want. What you want, okay, and what is the beautiful, let me get spiritual here for y'all. <clears throat> I recently pulled my book, Good Sex. I wrote a book in 2017 called Good Sex. There's a chapter in there that is not affirming. That was like back in my religious, crazy, conservative days. So I pulled that book. But the revelation that I received from God in that book at the end of the chapter is that the orgasm that we experience on earth, because this world is supposed to be a reflection of our relationship with God. And the orgasm, when the Bible talks about, I think is, I think is um, Psalm 1611, that in his presence there's fullness of joy, that's the orgasmic living God intended for us. So that's why when the Bible talks about marriage, 
right? It's the coming together and becoming one because that's what we do when we're in Christ, right? John 17, we are one with him. All of the Godhead, um, Colossians, right, meets in us in Christ bodily and we are in him, right? Colossians 2.10 and we're complete lacking nothing. Come on, let me preach on it, okay? So the oneness is the marriage, that we have with God that's reflected in the marriage that we have here on earth, right? And so when you enter into a sexual encounter with someone, right, that is the closest. You know, you ever experience when you love somebody, you're like, can I just get in your skin? You ever experienced that? Anybody? Anybody ever experienced that? You just want to get in their skin? Like, can I just get on the inside of you, right? Um, that is that that spiritual image of God on the inside of you that's wanting to become one with that person and when you do become one with that person the sexual encounter and you experience orgasm God is saying when you are one with me which is why this is it's such a um, a tragedy that the Lord has not the Lord but the church has excluded um, queer people from this like this orgasmic experience like how dare you right how dare you tell me I'm excluded from this but that's a side note but when you come together in a sexual encounter with a person and you experience orgasm and you experience ecstasy God is saying to us this is what <laughs> this is what your daily life with me is supposed to feel like you and me together are supposed to have this orgasmic ecstatic full of joy this ecstasy in relationship that's what I've called you to literally called you to and if you are experiencing anything less than that you are not you don't even know me yet you don't know me and in that book I talk about different encounters I've had with the Holy Spirit and with um, with Jesus and I was worshiping one day because I used to dance around, close my eyes and dance around my living room with Jesus. Yeah, I, I was that person. And still am, actually. I came back to myself because I let that go for a little bit and came back to it. I still dance with Jesus. Um, but I was dancing, dancing with the Lord. And I was just like in the spirit. And I saw the Lord in the spirit walk up to me and like touch me on the nose. And my entire body filled. It was like liquid joy was in my body. So when I'm talking about these things, it's not that I heard somebody say it. I These are my lived experiences, okay? So that was a side note preaching, but that is the goal. When you're going out and dating, go ahead and have your tramp season, honey. God got you because every... <laughs> I'm close to Jesus, okay? So in all of my encounters, I was always in conversation. I mean, all of my encounters in conversation with Jesus. He'll get you right, right on back to where you love yourself, where you love him, where you see yourself, the way that he sees you because you are beautiful. You are a gem. I mean, come on. You are magnificent, okay? So he'll bring you back and you can go ahead if your ethics before was i'm gonna pray for god to bring me that one if you believe in the one we're not having that conversation today maybe at another time if you believe in the one and you want to pray for god to send you that person please go ahead and do so okay he will match your faith i i, I do believe that because i have people in my family who have prayed for the one and are living happily ever after right now um one of them specifically my older sister who is a bigger jesus freak than i am um, has this most beautiful relationship with her husband that I have ever met. And she is the definition of Christian for me. Um, I went down there to see her with my 
with my partner at the time and she's not in agreement with the homosexual lifestyle you know how they do um but she loved my partner and they're they're seeing her and her husband in their home was such a testimony to both of us it was just like oh my goodness like this is what it's supposed to look like this is what when you walk into a home of someone of people who are in love and in love in god it's it feels different it's fun it's healthy you feel whole you feel closer to god there's just so much love and i know for sure my i obviously i know the story i know her testimony um but she prayed for that man and god sent him okay and they are so perfect for each other so beautiful I mean, it's just, I can't, I, I will gush about her all the time. She's like my, she is my favorite person the whole while. Well, she's the second, well, there's two of them. But anyway, so it was just beautiful, right? And so when you get to um, the dating culture as a Christian, your Christianity isn't about how other people are, it's how you treat people. That's what our belief, our beliefs are. How do I show up as Jesus? in these situations as a person who is full of love, who is um, embodying love and peace and joy and excitement and celebration of other people. That's what your Christianity is. So stepping into the dating culture as that person, um, you will draw who you are to you, okay? So you elevate yourself, accept obviously accept and celebrate your queer, your superpower as a queer person, elevate that, pursue your purpose, Okay, what does God put in your heart to manifest in this world? Do that, okay? And these relationships that you want will be attracted to. I fully and 100% believe that. Um, and um, for me right now, um, I'm on like a, my heart is open. If God sends somebody, he gonna send them. But at this point in time, honey, I'm focused on my business. I'm focused on this purpose that I'm manifesting in the earth right now. And it is my first love. You know how people say I'm married to the game? I'm married to this thing, okay? I'm here for y'all. So whoever comes along, um, when and if my ex decides to come out, hope maybe by the end of the year, I don't know where her plans are. Um, but my heart is still with that person. Uh, she'll be surprised to hear this because we had to, I had to separate and give her the space and cut off that interaction not be an enabler in her process so i've distanced myself i've set we talked about boundaries this week i've set a boundary and i've enforced it with my actions so it'll be a surprise if she listens to this and hear this like my heart is still um i'm even surprised to be saying it because i've been like uh -uh, jesus send me send me an oil mogul i need <laughs> i need some money um no but <clears throat> she'll be surprised and i'm surprised to say it but my heart is still with that person and um we'll see what happens for sure for sure whatever happens y'all know about it because i'll be posting and i'll i will spam your timeline um uh, with that relationship but until then i'm so glad you all joined me thank you so much for asking this question princess we have more questions we have about nine more questions to go through I was thinking, Princess, of coming back on, I should call you Anna, coming back on Saturday and doing like a sexy Saturday and getting like, you know, maybe a conversation late at night and just having a girl talk. We won't save the live and we could just talk about sex and because um, there's the physical parts of sex. What does it look like to please a woman? And that can be just a quick note. Please do not go to porn, Pornhub or XXX videos or anything else to find this out. There are actual real educational resources that are safe 
and like realistic for you to learn from but maybe coming back on a saturday maybe in two days in saturday and just having like a sexy girl conversation what does it look like to engage in a sexual encounter with a woman are you nervous about that you've never done it before can you do it right what does that look like all of those like questions maybe we can come back on saturday you let me know what you think and talk about it okay <coughs> excuse me i love y'all so much thank you for watching this like i told y'all we're in and we're out um i love y'all you have a beautiful thursday and i will see y'all we'll see when we will come back on saturday okay all right love y'all bye thank you jesse hello hello this is coach yama interrupting your podcast listening to let you know how you can work with me i offer a one-on-one coaching program called the path to acceptance and this program might be right for you if you want to no longer feel like a mistake, a sinner, or an abomination because of your sexual orientation. If you want to be confident that you are loved and accepted as someone made in the image of God and be 100% certain you're living in obedience with scripture, this might be right for you. And I'm offering right now a free 50-minute session that you can book with me right now if you go to my website www.yama.com and book a free call with me right now and on that call we are going to decide what the plan is for you the right plan is for you to move powerfully forward into your full acceptance from God and in God I hope to talk to you soon bye